0: Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are at the exciting conclusion of Esther chapter 7, verses 9 through 10 in the God's Word translation. Esther has had her second banquet. She has uh, begged the king to spare her life. And now Haman has begged the queen to spare his life. And the king is like, um, he was infuriated when he found out the plan of Haman to kill all the Jews in uh, in the kingdom. But let's listen to this exciting conclusion. It reads, Herbona, one of the eunuchs present with the king, said, What a coincidence! The 75-foot pole Haman made for Mordecai, who spoke up for the well-being of the king, is still standing at Haman's house. The king responded, Hang him on it! So servants hung Haman's dead body on the very pole he had prepared for Mordecai. Then the king got over his raging anger. Again, this is Esther chapter 7, verses 9 and 10 in the God's Word Translation which titles this, Esther Brings About Haman's Downfall. I'll be back to share insights, and we'll close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. So much has happened so far in the book of Esther. And this is like the high point of the story where evil Haman is going to, well, has uh, received his just reward for the plot that he had to kill God's people. Uh, as soon as the king had spoken his angry word, they c- covered Haman's face as a condemned man, not worthy anymore either to see the king are to be seen by him. They marked him for execution. So Haman's plan. All backfired. His plan to kill all the Jews. On a uh, specific day. The date of his edict. All backfired. And instead of the Jews being executed. He was executed. His plan. Uh, the device that he uh, created. To carry out the um, the execution of Mordecai, who he could not wait for the the date of the um, edict to to happen. He wanted it to happen uh, at the, the second day after his banquet with the with the queen and the king. So he was really feeling himself. So he had built a device to execute Mordecai, but in uh, after the king found out that Haman is the one who came up with this evil plot to kill all these innocent people, you know, and then his wife in, was included in that number. He was furious. And he said, you know, uh, to take that gallow that he built for Mordecai, put him on it. Since Harbano, Harbano, is now present. The king's departure to the garden may have involved quickly telling him and others the news about Haman's plot. Harbona's response, the same gallow that Haman had prepared for Mordecai, shows that he is already aware of Haman's plot, even the plot involving Uh, Mordecai. And you know, gossip doesn't take long to spread. And most of the time when it's spread, it's probably changes form from the truth to fiction to just some gigantic whatever. But in this case, the gossip was true. Haman had planned to kill Mordecai and had his execution device built. And in his, and you know, built in, in front of his house, of all places, to showcase this. And it kind of reminds me of the Westerns, but, and of uh, when, well, anyway, I'm not going there. This emphasizes the king's general oblivious, obliviousness. He was oblivious <laughs> of the happenings in his own capital. He is the last to know what is really going on. He signed an edict. He didn't even read it or understand when um, Haman vaguely said that you have a group of people in your kingdom who do their own thing. They don't follow our rules. He didn't understand. And he didn't seem to know that Esther was a Jew also. But anyway, back to um, the commentaries. It also shows that his own servants have not even bothered to bring it to his attention that the man who saved his life was set to be executed. So he did not even know that. Pride brought down uh, Haman. He had expected everyone to do him homage, and he's now the person that's going to be a spectacle. He wanted uh, Mordecai to be a spectacle, but instead he will be a spectacle. He will be sacrificed uh, uh, to his own revenge, as his wife predicted. Haman was justly hanged uh, on the very gallows he had unjustly prepared for Mordecai. If he had not set up the gallows, perhaps the king would not have even thought of ordering him to be hanged. But if he rear a gallow for the man who the king uh, wants to honor The thought is very natural that he should be ordered to, to, you know, try it on himself, see how it fits him, and see how he likes it. And, you know, we've heard our parents say that. Let's see how you like it. You want to be mean to somebody? Let's see how you like it. Haman's body is publicly displayed while Mordecai, who the execution device was intended for, is spared. And once justice has been served, the king calms down. The satisfaction which uh, the king had in uh, uh, in his uh, execution, his wrath was pacified, and now it has passed. And he was pleased in ordering Haman to be hung, to be hanged, as in ordering Mordecai to be honored. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again as we study your word, as we look at how you have um, orchestrated. I guess that's the best word. You've orchestrated everything that's happening in the book of Esther. Your hand, even though your name is not called, your hand is in every uh, aspect of the story of Esther. And, Father, as we read Esther and we see your power, we're praying, Father, for the people in the Ukraine who are right now fighting for their very existence. Just as the Jews will later on, we're going to read in in Esther. We're praying for them as they are are fighting for their very existence. And, Father, thank you for giving them the, the courage and the fortitude to fight keep them safe, Father. We, uh, war is not pretty. We know that, Father. But we can pray. We can't probably can't help in any other tangible way, but we can definitely pray. We can send money. We know that. But prayer is more powerful than any money that we can send. Because, God, we pray for angel protection. We pray that you touch the hearts of leaders you know what the needs are, Father. I don't need to voice them. I don't need to say what the people on the TVs and the radios or the news media is saying because you know what the needs are. So, God, we're placing all of this in your hands. We're trusting you, Father, that this conflict will be over swiftly, that, God, that your will will be done. In the name of Jesus, amen.